0: Okay, yeah. So I think I'm going first this week, yeah? Yes. Because you went first last time? Yes. Okay, so uh, the one I'm doing, I've heard about before. I actually listened to the story on a podcast that I like. Uh, so it's the co ed killer, Edmund Kemper.
1: Never and
0: heard of it. Mm-hmm. that's okay, because I really didn't want you to have. <laughs> Because I'm excited to tell this story. That'd be sad. Uh, he, so he started when he was, like, really young. He decapitated his sister's dolls and stalked his second grade teacher while carrying a bayonet.
1: That's, like, really terrifying. Like, one, I mean, I know a lot of kids will, like, decapitate or, like, just tear dolls apart. But it's also, like, where the fuck did he get a bayonet? It was his
0: father's. His father was in the, like... Uh, World War II, something like I don't know.
1: Oh, okay. Something I was like, like how that. the fuck did this little kid get a bayonet? So,
0: of course, as an adult, not as a little kid, he is 6'9 and has an IQ of 145. That is terrifying. And was in every sense of the word, a very intimidating killer.
1: Well, hell yeah. Especially, I'm 5'2. He is over a foot taller than me. <laughs> He's what? A foot? He's over a foot and a half taller than me.
0: Oh my god, that's so, so
1: freaky that is terrifying
0: In his childhood, he had troubling behavior And his family was ill-equipped to deal with his problems His parents were in a damaging marriage And his mother was an alcoholic Supposedly suffering borderline personality disorder His father once said Suicide missions in wartime And the later atomic bomb testings Were nothing compared to living with Clarnel And Clarnel was his mom, so Wow
1: That's a really yeah. weird name but to, like, stay in a marriage where you're like, I would honestly rather go back and fight in the war than, like, deal with my wife. He doesn't, so it's okay.
0: Uh, she was like, also damn. known to berate her husband for his job, and she refused to coddle her son for fear that it would make him gay.
1: I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> you're going to be gay, but you being 6'9", and just, like, you're big-ass dude, I'm afraid you're going to be gay. But instead, you're just going to become, like, a co-ed killer. That's fine. So at the same time...
0: Kemper displayed dark fantasies relating to sexuality and death. When he was 10, he killed his family's pet cat, and when he was 13, he killed another, keeping the pieces of the pet in his closet until his mother found them.
1: Okay, so death smells horrible, guys. Like, I was in Hawaii, and a mouse died under our fridge, and it was terrible. So I can tell you right now, you know when something has died. It's not like (laughs) a rotten egg smell. Like, it's so much worse. So, I mean- I hope she found it relatively quickly, because that shit smells horrible, and it's really hard to deal with.
0: 1957, Kemper's father left the family. So he was 15 and already 6'4", and his mother feared him, making him sleep in a locked basement for fear he would harm his sisters.
1: I mean, he did kill animals, so I understand. But, but, so you'll understand this later,
0: but he never would have done any of this if his mom had treated him right.
1: I believe that. If you're going to be an abusive, shitty parent, you're going to create really horrible things. And kids. he never did
0: anything to his sisters.
1: See, the mom was just, like, just afraid because, you know, he could beat her ass. And he she can't berate him like she could berate her oh, husband. Oh, you say that.
0: She would often berate him and tell him that no woman would ever
1: love him. I mean, if you can't literally beat the fuck out of him, might as well beat him down with your words, right? He ran away from home to live with his father in California.
0: However, his father had remarried and sent Kemper to live with his grandparents on their
1: ranch. That's shitty.
0: The grandmother
1: was also afraid of him. I would be too. This is a big ass dude. Yeah, but he's a relative. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, but still, if you're like a little frail old lady and this guy's like a pretty dark guy.
0: No, she she was not a nice person either. She was a lot like his mom was.
1: So, yeah, but it's just, that's a fear thing. If you can't control them, you're going to be a little afraid. Uh, So she was afraid of him and refused to leave
0: their gun out where he could get to it. He didn't, like, he hadn't done anything with it beforehand, but she just refused to do that. Uh, His grandfather had Alzheimer's, and one day when the grandfather went to the store, Kemper shot his grandmother through the screen door of their house and killed her to see what it felt like, and then killed the grandfather when he got home saying he didn't want him to have to find out his wife was dead.
1: The last one is sweet, because he's like, you don't really remember, like, you're starting to lose your memory, eventually you won't remember her, but I'd hate to tell you, and he's like, where is my wife? He's like, I killed her. Like, that'd be a really shitty thing to find out, and then forget, and then find out, and then forget. (laughs) Temper
0: turned himself into the police after calling his mother, asking what to do.
1: Let me call my abusive mother who I ran away from. He just called
0: home and went, hey mom, I killed my grandparents, what do I do? (laughs) And she was like,
1: uh, call the fucking police. At least she was like, do that instead of like, click, (laughs) just like hang the fuck up.
0: He was sent to a state hospital for the criminally insane where they tested his IQ and learned of the high score. He was allowed to help the doctors with paperwork and learned how to score low on the psychopath test. By reading the questions and regular answers to them. So he, he learned and taught himself how to be a regular person.
1: How to seem like a regular yes. person. That's scary. After me.
0: less than five years, he was released due to good behavior back into the care of his mother, who is now in Santa Cruz, California.
1: This is just a bad idea all over.
0: His first victims were Mary Ann Pescue and Anita Luceza, two Fresno State students he encountered while driving. So, I didn't write this down because I couldn't, I actually know more about this than I wrote. Uh, he actually, this is what I love about him. He spent like a year uh, driving around, picking up hitchhikers and learning how to make them feel comfortable in his car. And he wouldn't do anything to them. He would, like, drop them off where they wanted to go, but he learned how to make them trust him and feel comfortable.
1: I feel like he's one of those people, if there was a movie about him... There is! I would
0: actually really like this movie. It's, It's not based upon anything that he did, other than that he is the killer, and that's it.
1: Yeah, see, I feel like if they'd done, like, an accurate movie about him, about, like, how smart he is... It's one of those that, that's what we like when we watch horror movies, is smart killers. Yes, it's so, so amazing. And I, so, I really like this guy on that aspect, that he taught himself how to, like, score low on a psychopath test, he taught himself how to make people comfortable in his car by, so, like, he's experimenting and he's evolving and it's learning. It's said
0: that he, so he told the police that he drove more than, like, 100 people before he killed his first victims. Because he like trial and error that shit till he got it right.
1: Experimentation, guys. Yep. I mean, I don't recommend picking up hitchhikers, but he's like six nine and I really <laughs> so, don't think they're really good. I think do much. he's good. Yeah. yeah. If you are like five five six and below, or like even like five ten and below, don't do it. Once you hit like the six foot range, I think you're okay. <laughs> He brought them to a wooded area nearby
0: where he intended to rape them, but panicked and ended up stabbing and choking them to death. So he actually would, uh, this is kind of his MO, he would get stuff from his trunk that was like bags and duct tape and like put bags and duct tape them around their heads Mm -hmm. to suffocate them. Uh, But he stuffed their bodies in his trunk and drove over to his house in Alameda. I'm probably not saying that right. On the way, a police officer stopped him for a broken taillight but didn't search the car.
1: That's, um, that's like, what was it? It's not Ted Bundy. It might be Ted Bundy.
0: I think it was.
1: Yeah, one of them. Where he had just trash bags full of human body parts in the backseat of his car, (laughs) but he was so calm and collected and not freaking out that the police didn't ever search the bags at all. They were like, this is just a normal dude taking out the trash, you know? yeah. So, I mean, I definitely feel like it's one of those things that even if they're cool, calm, and collected, you should probably search trash bags. Because this is, like, another... Per- like, how many people have gotten away with this that we just don't know about? Probably so many, and I'm many so people interested people. to meet them. <laughs> but not die. In their trash bag. <laughs>
0: uh, so, once home, Kemper raped the bodies and then dismembered them, placing the pieces of the bodies in plastic bags and disposing of them in a ravine. So he would do this to the rest of his victims and would even keep the heads of some of them in his home.
1: That shit smells horrible, guys. Like, you have to become immune to this smell. Like, death actually smells shitty as fuck. So, like, honestly, for some people that keep heads, unless you can, like, find a way to keep it, like, from decomposing, it's pretty fucking horrible.
0: So, (laughs) this is also another part I didn't write about, but that I know, uh... So one of his victims later, so he actually, he rigged up his car so that it would, uh, so that it would lock from the inside and you couldn't unlock it other than from his door. And so he picked up, and I I don't know her name, so sorry guys for that, but he picked up somebody and he was driving her and he actually told her that he was going to kill her and she like started crying and freaking out so he was like no 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 i'm sorry never mind i'm like i'm gonna kill you and then kill myself which wasn't his intention but he stopped in a wooded area got out of the car she locked him out because he was gonna go get the stuff from the trunk to murder her with and he talked to her and convinced her to open the car
1: how the fuck do you i'm gonna kill you locks out of car like keeps yourself safe how the fuck do you talk someone into opening that car door that's
0: how smart he was he talked to her and convinced her to unlock the door and then she willingly had sex with him and then he killed her
1: yeah i don't know (laughs) well you can't say he's a sociopath then because sociopaths like have trouble in social situations yeah he's probably like 100 like percent psychopath oh yeah he has to be because psychopaths are really good in social situations so if i like told you i'm going to kill you i'd be like uh i'm locking this
0: door and never yeah. letting you back yeah. in and i will like, starve to death here i don't even give a shit
1: it's also it's like plus did he leave the keys in there probably not well, because I'm assuming if you have the keys, you know... It didn't say you anything about o-
0: that, so... Well,
1: I'm guessing that the keys had to be in the car, because usually if you have keys to a car, you can still open the doors with the key. So, I'm assuming it's still in the car. Or else he would have just Maybe. Like, yeah, maybe. I would have just been like, I'm driving the fuck away.
0: Well, I fuck mean... <laughs> so uh So, there was something about that. He rigged the car so that it couldn't. I don't remember how, but he did do that. That's weird yeah but yeah so he talked with her she opened it and they had sex will it like she willingly had sex with him there was no defense marks and then he killed her (laughs) that is a smooth
1: talker like usually if someone was like i'm gonna kill you and then kill myself i'm not gonna be like fucking self-preservation and then be like you know what let's have sex before i go out like this yeah, so yeah. What, might as well like well, what did I don't, he have to say
0: he didn't tell the police what it is he said so he could have said something that convinced her that he wasn't gonna kill her like
1: it was just a joke i'm actually getting condoms from the trunk sorry but like <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> i
0: intended to kidnap you have sex with you just let you go it's okay
1: well i mean she willingly got in the car Yeah, but then he
0: drove her to a place she didn't want to be. She noticed that the car was locked from the inside. Yeah, but you know. And he told her he was going to kill her and then got out to get to his trunk. And then he just goes, I'm getting condoms? Like, what the be fuck? Like, like trying I'd to still, play it off as a joke. No, I'd know. still be like, I'm not letting you the fuck back in. No. Like,
1: right now. I'll just wait. <laughs> getting condoms? Yeah, fuck that. I don't want to have sex with you. I mean, she obviously did. Yeah, I know, but still. Maybe, was he attractive? No, he, no, wasn't. he, he was porn not. No, yeah, he was not.
0: Yeah, I showed Amber a picture of him when we were looking our stuff up, and he's freaky looking. Like, he's got. So he's the, not even
1: attractive, which not is really, really. weird. So he has to be really smooth, like, at talking for him to be able to do any of this. Like, to be able to have doctors let him do paperwork, to smooth talk people into getting in his car, and then locking, like, them locking him out, and then letting him in, and then having sex with him. Like, he's not that good looking. So you damn well had to, like... Be real smooth with your words. That's why I love him
0: so much, because I'm so fascinated. Okay, because there's more. There's more. Jesus Christ. So he wanted recognition and often drank at a bar where the law enforcement officers who were chasing him drank. (laughs) And they became friends. They were friends. They called him Big Eddie. Eventually, in 1973, he killed his mother with a claw hammer and strangled her best friend.
1: Damn, what'd the friend do?
0: I don't know. So, it it did... you and your friend. (laughs) It did say... So, he'd been wanting to kill her, like, for a long time. The best friend? No, his Um, mom. yeah, Yeah.
1: I can understand that.
0: After having sex with his mother's decapitated head, he calmly called the police and confessed what he had done.
1: There's an issue there where it's like, that's your mom. She was also, like, kind of, like, verbally abusive to you. He, it's she like, was oh, physically abusive to him like, as well. It's like, I'm you You're gonna, gonna love you what I up. say next. You're gonna love it. Oh, my God.
0: The police initially refused to believe him. Yeah, he was good friends with them, so they refused to believe him. It's
1: like, Big Eddie, no. Thinking that their, their friend,
0: Big Eddie, was just pulling a prank on them.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> this is why you, like, police just should <laughs> never be friends with anybody outside the police force. Just like, oh, my God, hey, guess what? Uh, I killed my mom. Like, ah, you're funny. Big Eddie, yeah, totally. Uh, such a joker. He's probably, like, told them all about the murders that he's done. Just wait, just God wait. Damn.
0: After several follow-up calls and information only the killer of the other victims would know, Kemper finally convinced the police that he was the one they were after. He had to convince they wouldn't go to his house. He had to convince them that he murdered people.
1: How great is that? Like, for real, they're like, ah, you're such a jokester. Like, he's probably told them so many stories that they're like, that's fucked up, man. And he keeps keeps calling them and they're like, Eddie, stop it. (laughs) This this isn't cool anymore. This is a serious matter. And he's like, yeah, I killed them. Like, come to my house. I will show you the heads. And they're like, ah, nah, I'm good. I have dinner tonight. He was arrested without (laughs)
0: incident and charged with eight murders in the first degree. He was found guilty and given a life sentence because there was a stay on the death penalty at the time of his conviction. So, actually, he wanted them to give him the death penalty because he was like, meh, I'm done. You know, I've done what I wanted to. I'm done now. And they wouldn't do it.
1: That's great.
0: And reporters later asked him if killing his mother had cured him of his behavior. And he was quoted as saying, one side of me says, I'd like to talk to her, date her. The other side says, "I wonder how her head would look on a stick."
1: <laughs> I like how one side is like, "Yeah, I date my mom." No, talk no, no. To her. so just oh, other, other women, other women. Oh, okay.
0: The reporter asked about other women. Sorry, I should have been more specific. Oh,
1: okay. But oh, if his. Well, because it said if killing his mother cured him of his yeah, behavior. Of
0: his behavior towards women. Oh, okay. So, because he, he had wanted general. to kill his mom, but he had told the police that he didn't want to kill her first because he wanted to perfect his techniques before killing her. So, he killed the rest of them and then killed her last. And so they asked, the reporter asked, are "Are you you done now? Like, are you cured of your want to kill people? And he's like, Like a part of me is like, like, yeah. And the other side is like, I really want to murder some people. So
1: they're like, I want to talk to her. I want to date her. And the other side's like, I wonder how her head would look on a stick. Like, yeah, let's never get an argument while your head's on that side. Because goddamn, that's a big ass issue. (laughs) Yeah. So that's Edmund Kemper, my murderer. And I, I love him. He's great. I don't know how I feel about his quote. Just like, yeah, I'd like to talk to her and date her. I also want to see her head on a stick. Just Yeah, yeah, it's oh, great. I love it. <laughs> that works, too. Oh, God. So... Can you even follow that up? <laughs> probably not. But, I mean, that was pretty great. So, mine is about Henry Lee... Henry? Lee Lucas. Um, H-L-L. Right? He was a murderous drifter, actually. So he was born in Blacksburg, Virginia, August twenty third, nineteen thirty six. Um, his mother was an alcoholic prostitute, oh, and great. his father had actually lost his legs in a railway accident. Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah. So he just like had stumps. It was great. Um, but yeah, his mom was extremely abusive. Um, they lived in a dirt floored log cabin in the hills. There was no plumbing, no electricity, like, they lived like it was the 1800s. Well, that's shitty. Right? Um, he had eight siblings, and he was the youngest of them all. Hey, that's kind of
0: like me, but I only have four siblings.
1: <laughs> uh, for the first few years of his life, his mom actually wanted him to be born a girl, so she dressed him as a girl. Oh, uh,
0: I think I know who this is. Okay, keep going.
1: <laughs> but after that, um, after he started growing up and kind of acting more like a boy- um, he was beaten and neglected. Um, and when he turned 10, he was an alcoholic.
0: By the oh age my of 10, god.
1: he was an alcoholic.
0: Oh and, my um, god. He was also
1: beaten into a three-day coma by his mother. Oh, shit. And then he'd gotten into a fight between him and one of his brothers. And his brother stabbed him in the eye, causing him to actually lose his eye to infection. And then he has a glass eye in place of it. Like he doesn't have an eye in his socket anymore.
0: Maybe I don't know who this is.
1: Oh yeah. But yeah, his mom made him dress as a girl. Um, she's a prostitute in their local like hillbilly community. So he would she would make him like watch her have sex with her clients. That's weird. Don't do that. And then made him have sex with his half brother.
0: Ah no. Yeah, no bad. That likes poor half brother. Right. <laughs> or did the half brother want it and they just forced it upon the
1: I have no idea. That's, okay. That's a good question. Um, it's
0: a really weird question, but I, I was curious. Sorry, guys.
1: You're all right. Um, so after that, he became obsessed with all types of sex. Um. His Great. uncle had actually introduced him to bestiality and animal torture. No! Oh, yeah. Why do you have such weird relatives? So he and his uncle would go out um, they would actually catch animals, fuck them, and then kill them. No, like, torture them. Yeah. No, that's not okay. Bad. That's not all right. Um, actually, what was it? He was thirteen. <gasps> okay,
0: please remind me. I didn't mean to stop you, but I have a story to tell you that's really short that happened to me like a week ago, and Go I for need you. No, at the end of it, it's okay. okay. At it the is. end, just remind me to do it.
1: Okay, a week ago, a story. All right, awesome. Yeah, at
0: the end of this, I've got a story. Okay.
1: All right. So when he was 13, his dad actually died of hypothermia because a blizzard w- was happening, and he got drunk and went outside and passed out. Yeah, he he's like, it. I don't want to live anymore. Fuck this. Bye. Well, because his wife would like berate him and abuse his father, um, because you know he didn't really have a great job. So awesome. There's some there's some commonalities again between God, your damn. killer and mine. Shitty women. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> shitty women that's just a um, common thing and around the
1: time his dad died which is when he was like in sixth grade um he actually dropped out of school and oh joy like moved out and started drifting around virginia so he was just drifting around like homeless just like meh as like a 10 year old uh 13
0: mm. so, oh my goodness oh yeah
1: by the time he was 17, he was actually convicted of over a dozen burglaries and was sentenced to four years in pris- prison. In prison. In prison. In prison, you are sentenced. He w- he actually escaped, was recaptured, and oh then my. was let out in September of 1959.
0: Yeah, let's let the dude that tried to escape go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Um. So then he moved to Michigan. I can't... Tecumseh? Tecumseh? Something like that to come say michigan to come say that's literally how it's spelt. it is but that's just kind of funny <laughs> but he moved to michigan to live with his half sister oh uh, no not. Um, not good. and after being free from prison for about four months he murdered his mother who was visiting for christmas she probably deserved it. his it's okay. sister had left to go get groceries um and in a drunken fight he stabbed her in the neck and then ran away The sister? No, his mother. Okay. His mother. They got into a really drunken fight, and he stabbed her in the neck and fled. Um, And then he was caught in Ohio. So, all the way from Michigan to Ohio. Oh, my God. Um, He pled self-defense, but he was sentenced to 20 to 40 years in prison. But due to overcrowding, he actually got released 10 years into his sentence. Oh, my God. So, he was released in 1970. Um, About a year later, he was sent back to prison for having attempted kidnapping a 15-year-old girl at gunpoint. He was then released four years later. Why? Why does this happen? Mm -hmm. Don't
0: let them go. It doesn't matter if they seem like they have good behavior. If they kidnap or shoot their grandparents in the head just to see what it feels like, don't let them out. There's
1: something wrong with them. Right. So about a year after that, after he was released... He was in Jacksonville, Florida, and he met Otis Toole, who was a nah. deviant and an arsonist at a soup kitchen. That's because he's a Toole. You're right. He's at- Toole is actually suspected in a number of unsolved murders in various different states. Awesome. <laughs> Double murders. Um, they became, like, really close friends, and of some course. sources even claimed that they were lovers. I would doubt it. Um, and eventually, you know, Henry moved in with Toole and his parents. And over the next seven years, Lucas actually, Henry, his last name's Lucas, I'll switch between both of them, um, he became romantically involved with Tool's 15-year-old niece, Becky Powell. I feel like I've heard that name before. Powell's a really common last name. But I feel like I've heard Becky Powell specifically. Probably. Um, But Becky had a minor mental disability. Aww. Oh, poor yeah. Becky.
0: She's probably gonna die. In
1: 1982, he convinced her to run away to Ringgold, Texas. Um, then they worked like on a ranch kind of thing for 82 year old Kate Rich, who fired um, who fired Henry for writing bad checks in her name. Um, oh, <laughs> Becky then soon decided that she was kind of homesick and wanted to go home. And It was one of those situations where it was like, if I can't have you, nobody can. Um so then in August of 1982 he killed her and dismembered her. I called it 3 weeks later he accident he actually conv- convinced Kate Rich to help him look for the missing girl Becky and then he killed her and stuffed her body in a drainage pipe. Oh. Oh yeah, she's great. <laughs> So, after being arrested on a weapons charge, he actually admitted to killing Powell and Rich. Like, they were like, where are these people? And he's like, I don't want to tell you. And they're like, where are they? And he's like, fine. I did this. This is what I did.
0: And I killed uh, them.
1: What was it? I lost my place. Um. So, then he started actually, after he admitted to them, he started admitting to hundreds of unsolved murders all around the country. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. They actually made a, what is it, like a Lucas authorities team, something like that, where they would fly him around the country, staying in hotels, enjoying nice dinners, in exchange for providing information about unsolved cases. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh yeah, so he got to stay in nice hotels, eat nice food, for them to tell him, for like him to tell them all the information he knew about these murders that he probably committed.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh yeah. We have such great killers this week.
1: <laughs> right? Um, they actually started like fabricating, because they were like, he knows a little bit too much about these, so they were like, well, what about these murderers? And like making up fake ones, and he's like, yeah, I know a lot about these. And they're like, it's fake, you're a liar. And so then he retracted a lot of his statements, but most of them were way too accurate for him to be lying about. So he was actually... Dun, dun, dun. They charged him with 11 victims, even though he had um, a lot more than that. And he was sentenced to death in the case of Orange Sox, uh, which was a woman found murdered in 1979 who, to this day, has never been identified. Um, he later recanted his confession in the Orange Sox case, and then uh, Texas Governor George W. Bush reduced his sentence to life imprisonment. In 1998. Awesome. So he was convicted. He was going to be sentenced to death. And then he was like, actually, I didn't do this one case. So the governor was like, okay, you just get life imprisonment. That's fine. (laughs) Right? He actually died in Texan prison in 2001 at the age of 64. Otis Toole, who had been in prison since 1983, died from... Carosis of the liver at the Florida State Prison in 1996.
0: So he died of liver failure. He drank too much. Basically.
1: But, what was it? Not only did he kill several people, he's also the prime suspect in the 1981 murder of Adam Walsh, the six-year-old son of America's Most Wanted host, John Walsh. I was like, I recognize that name, Adam Mm -hmm. Walsh. Yeah. Um, And we'll never actually know for sure how many victims he murdered, but it's very possible... That solo uh, and with the sidekick Otis Tool, he left a body count much higher than he's given credit for, like somewhere in the hundreds. Ooh. He was convicted for eleven, but it's said that he could have somewhere in the hundreds all across the country because he was a drifter. That's amazing. So yeah, that was Henry Lee Lucas.
0: I enjoyed that. Thank you. I didn't know about that. I totally so when you said uh, the beginning part where she dressed him up. I, like, watched a movie or something that was based on something real where, like... I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Where she dressed up her kid and he tried to, like, mutilate his penis because he was... I know was, the movie. Yeah, yeah. About. So, I know that we're not being very clear on it, but she knows what I'm talking about, so that's okay. <laughs> um, so, I thought I knew what you were talking about, but I don't. So, the story that I have is actually... so. Uh, I took my dog on a walk recently, and do you know where Rutledge Wilson Mm -hmm. is? So for people that don't know, Rutledge Rutledge Wilson is like a place, it's like a farm park for kids to go, and it's got the Wilson Creek Battlefield uh, trail on it. So I usually, we park and I go across the street and go up that way. But I decided, well, I've never gone the direction that's towards Relidge Wilson, so I'll go that way. And so I was just walking. You know, everything was good. There's uh, the forest and the creek to the left, and there's nothing out in that direction.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: So uh, I was just walking. It kind of turned into the trees, and then the path split off. And I heard this dog barking pretty crazily to the left. And I was like, well, it sounds like they're not very well behaved. I don't want to go that way and have to deal with that with my dog. So I went the other way and the barking just stopped. And I heard this kid start screaming. Oh, God. <laughs> and I heard it It sounded like a little boy. And he said help like once, like full on screamed it. And... I was freaked out because, like, I could hear thunder in the distance. It was, like, a whole movie thing. And I knew that hobos, like, lived in the trees in here. But I was like, I'm just on a pad. It's going to be okay. I've got my dog. He's somewhat intimidating. He'll probably just lick people to death. But he's partially intimidating. Pretty true. So... Uh, you know, at first I just kind of listened Because I was like, you know, maybe it's just You know, he's playing with, you know, some friends Or an older sibling that did something And he's, you know, like, stab it! You know, that kind of thing But he just keeps screaming (laughs) And I don't hear And he'll, like, stop every once in a while And I don't hear anybody else like, I don't hear any little kids. Like, he, he sounded young. And so, like, I know from having been young once myself that if I do something and a kid starts screaming, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's okay, shut up. And I didn't hear anybody else. And the, the dog was quiet. There was no dog anymore. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So... I got to this part in the path where like it was like a metal shelter thing that went over the path that was like in the horror movies and I was like okay I'm turning it around this is freaking me out cuz there was like some string going across oh, God. it that's that some was like tied to your... And I was like, Nope. And there was like a clear trail going off into the trees that wasn't like a deer trail or a paved path like that's the rest some of it collector
1: was. Collector shit. Like, let me have the string here that's gonna like trap yeah. you in here and I'm gonna set it on fire. Like, no.
0: So <laughs> no, I was I like, it. I'm just gonna turn the fuck around. So I turned around because I was like panicking trying not to show it because I was so freaked out. And I got back to the split in the path, and it had been quiet for a little while, and I was like, well, maybe everything's okay. And I start to walk in, and I hear the scream again, and I'm like, oh, God, screw me for being such a good person. And I turned down that path, and I decide to go check out what's happening. And so I looked up the map to, like, for this trail to see if there really was nothing back there or if it was, like, a neighborhood and, you know, there were just kids playing back there being dumb. Mm -hmm. And there's no neighborhoods. So that was scary. And I like, I the path kept kind of curving away from where the sound was coming from because on the map it's a loop. So it goes back to where the path I had taken. So I know that it doesn't go in the direction that, that this kid is screaming. And so I kind of walk off into the trees a little bit, like towards, and it's on the other side of the creek. like so it's got it's kind of like a ditch and it's not really a, a creek it, like it is but it's like halfway it's like between a the river and creek and so i was like i cannot cross that with my dog right now like i can't and so i walked like away and i felt horrible for doing it so don't be mad at me but i felt bad for it and i walked away and i'm just hearing this kid screaming for help in the distance and I called my dad because I was just like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, hi, what's good, what's up? And I'm like, so, uh, <laughs> there's this kid screaming in the distance for help. What should I do? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, Do you want me to come there? And I'm like, well, it's across the creek. Do you think you can really do anything? And he's like, well, probably not. I'm like, then what was what's the point of that? <laughs> Oh, uh, and I was like, I told him the whole story, and I was like, I tried to, you know, see if I could see anything. I didn't hear anybody else, and I'm far enough Kids, away like, now. like, stuck in a bear
1: trap, and you're just like...
0: I'm far enough away now that I can't hear this kid screaming anymore, other than really, really faintly <laughs> off in the distance sometimes. <laughs> and I was like, should I call the police? Why didn't you just call the police? Because I'm unsure. The police scare me. There's no real reason for it, but they scare me. And so I I was like, and I didn't want to just like, what would I tell them? Just by the way, there's this kid screaming off in the
1: distance. Like, I don't want to stay. It looks like it's about to fucking storm. That's what you just tell him. You say, hey, this is where I am. This is where I think I am in the trail. So can you guess what I did? You didn't call the police. (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) God damn it, Miranda. Some kid is, like, in a cave, dying, being tortured by this, like, weird maniac. There's no no caves over there. I know that. Okay, sorry. They're in a hunting blind. They're, like, trapped (laughs) somewhere in, like, a hobo camp.
0: Let me finish my story. Let me finish my story. Because it's my dad that made me make that decision. So I was talking with him. And I was like, so should I call the police? And he's like, well, what are they gonna like? What are you gonna tell them? And I'm like, I don't know. There's some kid off in the trees that sounds like he's screaming for help, and it's not like one of those like I'm playing and my friend like pushed me over and I'm hurt scream. It sounded like I'm fucking dying scream. And I have dog and I
1: can't cross. What do I do?
0: He was like, well, you can call the police if you want to, and I was like, well, should I like? Cause I don't I'm I just didn't wanna like bring them over there to find out that this kid is just playing, you know. Yeah,
1: but it's better safe than sorry.
0: And then these this couple is walking like the like towards the kid, uh, and I'm, you know, walking away.
1: It's <laughs> like, hey, you should check that out. And
0: the woman stops and she's like, Can I pet your dog? And so my dad hears me talk to them for a second, and I was like, Yeah, 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 sure, sure. And I was just continued talking with my dad, and he's like, Well, they're gonna go in that direction, so let them handle it. <laughs> so I didn't call the police, and I didn't do anything. I'm sorry, kid, if you got murdered. But... I probably
1: would have been like, hey, uh, by the way, you probably hear a kid screaming soon. If you want to check that out, you can. I literally can't because I have my dog, but if you would like to be a good human being, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, the good human being that I'm not. <laughs> Basically. I was scared, okay? I just wanted to forget it it happened. I I wanted to tell everybody that it had happened, but I didn't want to deal with I it have, right then. I like...
1: I have way too many stories that deal with the police, but they're never my fault. That's, like... Well,
0: I, I like, accidentally... So, it wasn't even an accident. When I was little, uh, we would, you know... My kitchen has, like, this little counter coming out, and it's so like my... An island. Yeah, my, my, house house my, house my friends and I would park. play, like, restaurant or something like that, so I would pretend... Like, we'd unhook the phone,
1: and, yeah, I'd, and, you, and I'd press yeah.
0: buttons and, like, pretend to call people and get calls... But I didn't unplug it once, and I did know that that was the case. And I was like, I wonder if, like, you called the police if they'll pick it. So I did, and they did, of course. And I just, like, I turned the phone off and I unplugged it because I was like, fuck. (laughs) I'm like six and I don't know what to do. And then the police, like, called a phone in the area, which happened to be my parents' phone. (laughs) And. (laughs) They were like, we got a call from your house. Is everything okay? And my mom knew that we were playing in the kitchen. So she came out, looked at me, and was like, yeah, everything's fine. And she gave me this look that was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And I was like, no, (laughs) no, please. So I was scared ever since. She didn't, by the way. Like, my mom would never beat me. But she gave me the look that scared the shit out of me. So I was done. And police have scared me ever since. Like, I think if someone, like, a police officer comed up, came up to Combed talk. Up. Yep, came up to talk to me. I would just break down and cry.
1: Like they scare the shit out of me. I think right now it's just gonna be story time because I've got a lot of stories that I'm just gonna share with everybody. That's okay because we're only 39 minutes, so that works. So on the note of kind of calling the police, so we were visiting an elderly home out in Osceola. Um, we're just kind of letting people know where we live. That's fine. It's <laughs> it's fine. Um but out in osceola and me and my brother like there's pay phones there right mm-hmm. and we're like well maybe if you don't pay it won't call <laughs> oh my god and he presses nine and i'm like oh my god what what number starts with nine and i was like 911 so i one 11 and we pick it up and all like, hears hello and i'm like Oh God! I just hang up. Like I literally, I'm like, Oh God! And then I just hang up. The they're phone. gonna be so
0: freaked out. They're like, Oh my God! Somebody's being killed. They just said, Oh God! And hung up. Like something bad is right? happening. And it's
1: at an elderly home, and it's a small oh. child voice. It's like, Oh God! <laughs> oh no! And they show up, and they're like. An Ambulance, because they think somebody's died. Like, so. oh no, and Amber! <laughs> we're just sitting there. Like, we didn't tell my mom. We didn't tell anybody. We're sitting there, like looking at Grandma Ruby. Just like, we don't know what's going on. We're sitting on the floor, and police officers walk into the room, and me and Colton are just like. Fuck. (laughs) And we're just sitting there like, I don't know why they're there. Don't look at me. I didn't do anything. No, it wasn't.
0: You guys are the only children there?
1: Well, we had my older brother, Jacoby, but he, like, never left the room, and we did. My mom's just kind of like, yeah, everything's fine. I think they were just playing with the phone. I got beat so bad when I got home. Oh, my God. she's like, don't ever embarrass me again. And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Which was funny, because, like, a few years later so we I have neighbors that run a daycare, and I've another
0: story when you're done.
1: I've known these people for years, and I went to Walmart with the wife, and she got me this little like laser pointer and at the no, time, I know the story okay. yeah, at the time, her husband's a cop, and so I take the laser pointer home, and what was it? We had There's a story that goes with this, but I'm going to leave that part out because it's the same night. But um, me and my brothers were fucking around in in their bedroom. And we were like, I wonder how far this thing goes, like how far we can see it. So we're pointing it at like sheds and like things across the street. And Jacoby, my oldest brother, goes, it won't go through blinds. So we pointed at the blinds on my neighbor's house, whose husband is a cop. And the wife in that house bought me this laser pointer, and he kind of is, like, still awake, and he looks over and he sees this dot, like, a sniper dot. (laughs) Oh my god! And he shoves her out of bed, (laughs) like, she had bruises. He, He shoved her out of bed, dropped to the floor, like, army crawled, got his family, got them all, like, out of the room, like, someplace you couldn't see them, and then called for backup. Oh my god! So much police are like on the other side of the like road, and you know they're talking. And my neighbors are all like in their pajamas or their underwear. And my mom's outside smoking. She used to smoke at that point in her life, and she's just. I come out there and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's happening. Like she goes, I don't know what's going on, and I just kind of go, Oh shit. <laughs> And then Joey, my neighbor, the police officer, he comes over and he's like, do any of your kids have a laser pointer? And my mom just kind of looks at me and goes, yeah, your wife bought one for my daughter this morning. And I was like, "Ah." why did you say that, mom? You. (laughs) Goddamn. Goddamn. And my mom,
0: like literally. You called me out in front of the officer. (laughs) Which is my neighbor. (laughs) gave me
1: up. What the fuck? Right. And I just kind of went back inside, and my mom's like, give me the laser pointer. I literally have not gotten that thing back, and it has been at least six years. (laughs) I've never gotten it back. She probably hasn't. No, she hasn't. (gasps) No. She hasn't, and she still won't give it back to me. (laughs) Because I'm an irresponsible human being.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, It's so bad. So. Another story that I have. So my sister... The, so I'm the youngest of four. And my sister, the next youngest, Megan, is eight years older than me. And she has a friend, or she had a friend, uh, Ashley Hazeltine, that lived in this giant house down the road from us. And they own, like, several acres. And on their property... There's, like, an old apple orchard that got, like... It's got a building and, like, cannonballs went through it, like, during uh, the Civil War type nice. stuff. Nice. So I used to go over there with their dogs all the time and explore because I was allowed to. And I came... I was going through the trees. I don't know why I ever did this because, honestly, like, I get lost so easily.
1: You are directionally challenged.
0: In a video game, I can memorize a map... The first time I play But I go outside and I don't know what life is Same (laughs) I don't know where I'm going So I was just walking off into the trees With these two dogs And I come across This uh, Playground type thing Really what it is Is like this Detachment of a playset That has like a A tire swing A teeter totter and a couple of like regular swings and they're all made out of wood. And it, it is on like metal bars, but they're rusted and that kind of thing. And so I'm like, oh this is fun, I'm gonna go play on this. And there's blood on them. Oh damn. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm in the middle of nowhere right now. And I'm I'm literally like six or seven and the only thing I have are these two dogs that kind of wander away from me periodically. So what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> So I kind of, like, sat there and played for a little bit, like, really suspicious about whether or not I should be there. And I thought I heard something in the trees near me, so I ran all the way back.
1: Hell yeah. (laughs) And then
0: I went back there several more times to be like, this really happened, right? This exists. Never found it again. Fuck.
1: That's fucked up. Yeah. Like, not about it. Not about it. And I
0: I asked Ashley if that existed, Like, I was like, so, you know, if you go past the apple orchard, like, far enough, there's, like, this weird playset thing. And she's like, no, that doesn't exist. And I was like, what are you talking about? I saw it. I played on that thing. I sat, my butt touched it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I sat on the
1: seat. My butt touched it.
0: And next to me, there was just blood. (laughs) So, it exists. And so, I do believe in ghosts and that kind of thing. But I don't believe in being able to touch them kind of a thing so i don't believe it was like a ghost play set but then where the fuck did it go <laughs> i'm still like i went back there several times because it freaked me out because i was like was there really blood on-? like that's the only reason i wanted to go back was to know if there was actually blood and if i was just like imagining it and i never found it again and ashley and her parents said that it didn't exist I was like, then how the fuck did it get there? And who the fuck took it away? I'm so confused. I even went back there with them, like with Ashley and my sister. And it wasn't there. No, I don't it. know
1: what happened to it. Some hobo was like, stop touching my playset. <laughs> like, <laughs> my bloody playset,
0: stop touching it and just took it away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The tire swing was still there, but just the rope, not the tire.
1: Yeah, so someone probably took it apart.
0: <sighs> but why? Because it's bloody. because so in that area there's nobody lives near there. Because exactly. they just have they have acres of farm.
1: Yeah, but you don't know who could just like walk through there. Yeah, but ah, I
0: what freaks me out about it now as an adult is that like days on end during the summer I would just like walk off onto their property and like disappear into the trees and then come home at like night. And, like, something could have happened to me, and I would just did not care. It's your
1: blood on the playset.
0: I just did. I'm actually dead. <laughs> that I'm the ghost. That's my blood on the playset.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. my <laughs> God.
0: So, yeah, those are my interesting tales of horror that occurred. I'm trying to think if there was anything else.
1: I mean, I have two that are, like, decently recent. They're within, like, I, w- I don't want to say this year. Yeah, they have to be this year. Um. So I used to work at IHOP
0: and uh, hold hold on really quick hold on i'm thinking should we just make a whole episode about like
1: chop this part out and like make it as like a mini episode
0: well we i could stop it right here and we could make a mini episode of just like us talking about stories
1: well yeah but i know you can like edit this and like take that piece of recording that we like just talk about stories and take that out and just add to it I mean, yeah, I could, but I feel like that'd just be easier than being like, "Here are stories. Now go watch this little episode for the rest of it." Okay, okay. So I mean, it will be a mini episode, but might as well just keep recording. or I'll
0: just keep it on this one. Who knows?
1: Hey guys, this is a special feature that won't will probably actually happen pretty often.
0: Yeah, because we, we just got yeah we just got sidetracked, but we're
1: okay with that. So I hope you're okay with hearing our actual real life horror stories um no so the first thing that happened was we were working it was late at night it was there was it was prom going on i think not our prom it was a different prom it's some springfield school and so it was later in the night and this woman had called up and said hey my son i haven't heard from him in a while could you go could you go knock on his car window and we're like no I don't want to get shot. (laughs) No. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess. And, like, hangs up. And we're like, all right, great. And then we just kind of see a bunch of police officers pull up. And we're like, aw, shit. And it's pretty dead right now, except for, like, some prom going on on the other side of the restaurant. Like, just people eating. Um, And we're all in one part of it, and they're all in the other And we see a bunch of police officers pull up, and we're like, what the fuck? And we see them kind of knock on this car's window, and we're like, oh, God, is that the car she was calling about? Yes, it is. They're knocking, and then they bust open the window. And we're like, oh, my God. Um, So this person had committed suicide in their vehicle. And uh, so, uh, like, police came in, had people move their cars, um, a whole bunch of stuff like that. We were interviewed, asking questions. Be like, yeah, she called us, and we just didn't care, so. <laughs> we, well, we were afraid. Um, so we had actually, we would all go and, like, stand outside, and we actually saw the body. Oh, Amber! It's really sad, because this guy actually, like, used to go to our high school. He yeah. had graduated maybe two years ago. Oh. And so he he actually looked familiar, because then I went on Facebook to try to find out who it was, and he, I I knew him. I'd served him several times in IHOP. Good job. Like. Right. And I was just like, oh, God. So there was that. And then a couple months ago, I'd have to say what. Okay. Remind me, I have another story. Okay. All right. I'd have to say it was May, June. No, it was had to be like June, July. And it was, what was it? I was leaving work at night. So, at iHop, it's 24 hours and I did a really late shift. It had to be 1ish in the morning. And I'm walking out and I'm walking to my car and I hear like really just loud people talking. It sounded like two girls. So, I'm like it's got to be drunk people. It's probably going to be hilarious. And I look over and at first it looks like two like women or just like cuz you can't really tell them apart from where I was first and then I realize that one person is holding the other person up, and the other person looks like they're fighting, like trying to fight this person off. And I'm like, "Oh, maybe it's a drunk friend." And then the the woman starts screaming, "Help!" help. Oh my god! And no. I see this guy, so I realize it's a guy. It's a big black guy, and he takes his ethnicity woman. has
0: nothing to well, do with it. Just it's just this, a descriptor. Yeah.
1: And she's a white woman. They're about they're a little almost like same height, but she's a little shorter. And he takes her head, slams it into the car door. Like, the car, she drops to the ground, and he throws her in the car. Oh, my God! And I'm like, holy fuck. So I run inside, and I grab <laughs> um, I grab one of my coworkers, because I don't know cars. I don't know what kind of car it is. And I, like, rush them outside. I'm like, what kind of car is that? Because I'm standing at the edge of the parking lot at this point. I'm like, what kind of car is that? I'm, like, pointing at everything. <laughs> And I'm, like, trying to remember descriptors of, like, what they looked like. And the guy gets in and takes, uh... Oh, comes. my God! He drives right by me. He, ha- he has no plates. Oh, my God. And he looks straight at me as he's driving past because he, know I, he knows I saw oh what happened. Oh, my God! Oh, yeah. my God. he knows I saw what happened. And I call the police and I give them all the descriptors I can. I say, yeah, I can stay at work. Um... I'll talk to you when you get here, but there's no license plate on either side of the car. Because I saw the front of the car and the back of the car, and there's no plates at all. So the police couldn't do anything. They could set out a watch for a vehicle with no plates, like, of the kind that I described with, like, these two people in it. But, like, they couldn't do anything. And, I mean, she looked rough. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw her in the passenger seat because it's kind of laid down. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, you really couldn't see her, but she looked, like really fucked up from what I saw like blood on her face like on her white tank top Ah! like it was really bad oh my god so you told me the story
0: before but I still love it
1: like it's pretty bad oh my god so when I say like at this point might as well just call the police and shit like that happens
0: well no if I saw that I would call the police but if it's something like I cannot confirm with my eyeballs then I don't do it (laughs)
1: But yeah, because at first I was just gonna leave it alone, because I was like, maybe it's just these two, like, drunk people just yelling. No. And then I heard help, and I was like, hello? (laughs) You
0: good? (laughs) Obviously not.
1: Do you know if anything, like, they ever found them? I never heard back from them. There was nothing on the news. Like, I would watch the news like nothing ever happened because usually that shit's like all over the news well this person is caught and this oh the... my yeah, no. god pretty sure nothing ever happened oh my god
0: okay so my story isn't as exciting as that my stories never have any proof to them.
1: you're like <laughs> i hear it i can kind of see it but i can't tell and, I'm and like, then i leave and so i saw, I saw a dead body And I saw someone get, like, beaten, like, thrown into a car and, like, drove off. I don't know if it's a kidnapping or not. Okay, but. And you're over here like, I heard it.
0: But with this one, I wasn't the only person there.
1: At least, you know, you have some proof that you're not crazy.
0: So, and this happens several different times. So, uh, my grandparents used to live in Illinois, but when my parents divorced, uh, so those grandparents are my mom's parents, Uh, they moved down and my mom moved in to help take care of them. And so we lived in this giant house that was in Republic in this really nice, it's a, they don't, I don't live there anymore. I don't care. You can go find them. They kept shit from us, like the, uh, people that moved in. So ransack their house. (laughs) Um, if you somehow figure out which house in the very nice fancy neighborhood is, the one I used to live in (laughs) and it was just kind of like a little cul-de-sac and it was surrounded by farms. Like there was nobody else. It was like, uh, four rows of houses and then nothing like you could hear coyotes and like the cows and stuff at night. I don't know why we lived there, but we did. And so my mom and I lived upstairs because my grandparents are crazy and we all can't stand each other all the time. So my mom and I lived upstairs and my grandparents were downstairs and it's at night. And my mom and I, so there were two bedrooms and then a third room that had our TV in it. And we were watching TV and it wasn't very loud because my grandparents are deaf till we wanna do something. And then they have like-
1: Superhuman hearing. Yeah. So they would shut the TV off. You're too loud.
0: And we're like, yeah, whatever. We can hear your TV all fucking night anyways. <laughs> and we hear knocking on the wall. Oh, I so remember that. There's, a, there's a window in that room, but we're on the second story. <laughs> And there's knocking on the outside of the wall. There's no roof there for the, like, first floor. It's just a straight drop down. We ha- So the attic is also in that room. The door to the attic, it's in the closet.
1: I'm like, fuck that.
0: Yeah, that room scared me. we had a So my bathroom was Jack and Jill to that room, and I locked the doors. I hated that room at night. And my mom, like, stopped the TV, turned to look at me, and was like, did you hear that? I'm like... Because, you know, if, if there's things like that where sometimes you're like, it was probably just a part of like the TV or it's something like that you just don't pay attention to. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but no, <laughs> you,
1: you know, like I heard it, but I don't think it's what we're thinking. it is. And then
0: we hear knocking on the wall again and the TV is off and we're like, oh, my God. And it's dark outside. So we we try and like look down the window and the windows open because my mom smokes. And so the window's open, it's got a screen, but we kind of like peek out and we don't see anything, but we keep hearing this knocking against the wall. And so we're like, it's probably like a bird or a squirrel or some shit, I don't know, but we're freaked out. We turn the TV back on and we're like, we're just gonna turn it up a little bit and like try to ignore this shit is happening. And then my grandma starts yelling at us From downstairs and she's like Marina! Miranda! Get down here! So we come out to the balcony That leads to the stairs Downstairs and we're like What? What's up? And she's like Do you guys hear this knocking? And we're like what the fuck? Wait what? And she's like it sounded like somebody just knocked on the front door And I'm like oh fuck no (laughs) And so my mom and I, being the brave people we are when we have other people around. <laughs>
1: yeah, you guys scaredy-cat otherwise.
0: <laughs> walk down the stairs, and my mom, I can tell she can she's concerned because she never cusses, and she just goes, what the fuck? And she walks downstairs, turns on the outside light, turns on the light inside, opens the door, takes one step out, and we don't see anything. And we, like, you know, get a little braver, take a couple more <laughs> steps outside. And we're like, there's nothing there. We're fucking freaked out. And we shut the door and lock it. And Mom's like, there was nobody outside. And Grims is like, I could have sworn. You know, she's she's not thinking anything of it. She's like, I could have sworn. I heard somebody, you know, knock on the door. And we're like, well, we heard somebody knock on the wall that's along the side of the house from upstairs. <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> Right. That that's not good. And I'm like, yeah, this is scary. We never saw anybody, and it happened several more times, not that night, but different nights. <laughs> yeah, and then the and I was so freaked out because sometimes the so I always shut the door to the closet that led into the attic. I remember that because it scared the shit out of me. Well, yeah,
1: it's fucking creepy. I remember. And that sometimes
0: it would be open. Nope, fuck that. And I asked, so I would ask my grandparents and my mom about it. And I was like, do you guys go upstairs and like just randomly? And so sometimes, of course, you know, my grandma would be like, yeah, I went up there today. I was like, oh, thank God. And sometimes she'd be like, nope, never did it. It's like, okay, great, wonderful. And then there were like things missing in there occasionally.
1: Nope. You have a little artist like living up there that's just like, hey, shut off the fucking TV. I can't think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the only, the thing that was creepy about it, that I'm now glad I didn't have my mom's room, was that there was a tunnel that nope. was in the ceiling Nope. Th- from that attic that dropped down into my mom's closet. Nope. And you could see it in the closet, in her closet. You could see on the oh, ceiling the, the was panel. like a frame and you could lift the panel up and it was so you could check the ceiling and the insulation and stuff. It's
1: like what Paranormal, there was a Paranormal Activity movie that had that where there was a burnt picture of her from when her house burnt down but that shouldn't have been there because they had moved like states away yeah and so there, so, yeah, about it.
0: so yeah there was like some knocking on our house and a tunnel in our ceiling leading from room to room yep. because it also led downstairs to my grandparents closet
1: and you're like i have the only room that I, I
0: went in, in there, there before like that Because we were doing shit. And that's how I know that it led upstairs back up to the attic. But yeah, I didn't have any in my room because the attic was just connected to my room.
1: Yeah, not about it. And I'm like, fuck that. And
0: sometimes my doors would be unlocked. So the, the way the Jack and Jill bathroom works is that... So the door closest to me you could unlock because it locks from the outside. And the one farthest that connected to the room inside that had the, the attic lock. you locked it from the inside, inside yeah. and sometimes so i am almost always in my room so i know if somebody comes through and unlocks that door because you can't unlock it from the outside and sometimes that door would be open and i'm like what is this the door was locked and nobody came in
1: not about it
0: so yeah i had nightmares about that place i hated it I loved it because it was such a giant house, and it was so kind of, like, you know, personality of its own, but at night, that place scared the shit out of me.
1: Yes. Um, so one thing we definitely forgot to do at the beginning of this episode is that, isn't this episode four?
0: I have no idea.
1: I'm gonna, (laughs) we're gonna start off at episode four. I'm gonna say this is episode four of Justifiable. This is part two of the little, like, little extra bit of it, um, So, yeah, because we totally forgot to do that, and I was thinking of it while you were talking, and I was like, oh, "Oh, fuck. Um, But yeah, hey, guys, I think we're going to conclude story time at this. Aw, really? I wanted to keep going. I'm sorry, but, you know, we're going to try to keep our videos decently short instead of a three-hour video of us just talking. Hey, it's only
0: an hour and three
1: minutes, okay? You know what? That's okay. Um... But I want to thank you guys for listening. If you do listen, if you don't, well, obviously you can't hear this, so that's great.
0: Thank you for listening
1: <laughs> to Justifyable. Tell your friends <laughs> to come join us. Do it. Actually. And we're actually pretty fun.
0: Please email us your stories and your weird uh, supernatural whatever stories at justifiablepodcast@gmail.com. at com.
1: Yes. Um, if you'd like, you can tell us if you want us to share it at the end. I think we'll start we doing- We definitely will because that's fucking Not amazing. Not of your email, but if you want to like give us a little name to put you under, we'll definitely do something like that.
0: And maybe along with like our murderers, we'll pick one email and- Yeah, it's kind read, of like a yeah. shout out. Yeah, and um, read that out. Of
1: that. But yeah, definitely just talk to us guys, communicate. We're always open to ideas. But thank you for listening to Justifiable, episode four, part one, and two- Bye. Bye.